Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step by their third year, Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this, by their third year. As a Hemi for arm. Stepping up middle of the field. First down and more. Josh Allen weaving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Allen, end zone shot. Got a man. Caught for the touchdown. He's a real threat. Down in the red zone, wherever. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Day Buffalo Podcast. It's me, the host of the All Day Buffalo Podcast, Eli Fox. Today, I'm coming at you guys with a preview for the Bills-Dolphins game on Sunday. But before we do that, we'll quickly go over the loss to the Steelers. You know, that left a little bit of a bad taste in the mouths of Bills fans. Uh, but before we do any of that, before, before, let's make sure... You guys check out the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network and all of the amazing shows that come out daily on our network. Everyone does a spectacular job, so please show them love and do not forget about the socials and the YouTube channel that I always talk about. So please, please show them some love. They deserve it. They work really hard. Uh, so go check them out. So let's get into it a little bit. Bill Steelers, a little bit of a disappointment. Obviously, this one did not go the way we wanted it to go. Bills fans finally back in OP, back in Orchard Park, back in the Ralph after a long time since we filled the stadium with the Bills Mafia faithful. It would be an it would be an understatement to say that the Bills fans understood the assignment because everyone that was there was so loud. You could feel it through the TV. I was hanging out with a couple of fans from other teams. I can actually share a story from that day in a, in a second, but they were all sitting there like, oh, my God, this stadium is absolutely rocking. It's it's just unlike any NFL stadium. It's so cool. It was awesome to hear the electricity in the air again. But the funny story about watching football last Sunday, it's week one. We're all fired up. The football's back. I'm sitting there with like eight of my friends, and most of us all have a different team that we're rooting for. Every single team that we were rooting for on that day lost their games. Um, so. I don't know if I'm going to be watching football with those guys anymore, <laughs> but it was like the Falcons lost, the Patriots lost, the Bills lost, um, the Colts lost, and there might have been one more team in there that lost, and it was just a bloodbath. No one was happy. Um, 
but it was good to see football back on. So that's my little story from last Sunday. Um, but back to the crowd. Unfortunately, crowds don't win games, um, and the Bills are supposed to. Uh, they did not. There was a lot that went wrong for the Bills, uh, but I don't think this game should sound anyone's alarms yet. We shouldn't start getting into our nuke shelters. We should not be in panic mode whatsoever. It's week one. This this type of stuff happens. We got to chill out. Like My mom was texting me after the games, like freaking out. Are, are we bad? Are we this? Are we that? I'm like, come on. It's one game. This is the same team that took us to the AFC championship game. You know, basically, so it's basically the same team. Um, and they're a really tight knit group, really good coaches. Um, and there's just no reason to, you know, to check these guys out yet. You know, it was a one week against a pretty decent team. Um, and, you know, we, we are so used to starting the season against the Jets where it's a, it's an easy one and no start. Uh, so we're not very, we're not used to starting 0 and 1. Uh, we know Bills fans don't like that feeling. So I get it. I get the the panic. I get the, you know, the the reason to start questioning everything, but it's week one. We have 16 more weeks of regular season football to go. So let's take a deep breath. I'm going to get through it. But let's talk a little bit more about this Bill Steelers game. Like I was saying, this team is hungry and they're ready to eat. So if you pay attention to any of the press conferences and what these players have been saying, not only after the Steelers game, but in training camp as well, this team sounds like they're here to win it all. You know, my predictions have not changed one bit. Even after this loss, I was saying that the bills might go 14 and three or 13 and four. I'm not wavering from that. I said that the Steelers game was going to be a win for the bills, but I also said that they, they, they might lose to the Colts. So who knows? Maybe we're going to, you know, interchange those. We beat the Colts, lost to the Steelers, and we're going to get on a heater starting off this week against Miami. Uh, but, you know, also let's remember who we were facing, who we played against. The Steelers are a well-run team. You know, behind Mike Tomlin, it's rare that you go into a game against a Tomlin-run team and just stomp all over them. If you remember that game from week 14 in 2020, we did not stop them. We barely won, and without the pick six from Taron Johnson, I don't know what that game would have been. The offense was pretty similarly ineffective last year as it was last Sunday. Josh Allen's stat line was almost, you know, like, so Josh Allen threw, I think for like 270 something yards through two touchdowns and a pick last year. And he threw one touchdown, had a fumble and had about 250 to 270 yards. So, you know, like it was a very similar game for Josh Allen and for the offense. You know, Diggs still played pretty decent. He got his catches. Uh, so, you know, there, there was some things that happened. You know, Gabe Davis had this that really nice touchdown three yards out from the end zone. Um, you know, yeah, it was only a three-yard touchdown pass, but that was a very difficult throw to make. It was a very difficult catch to make in really good coverage on the back side of the end zone. And Gabe Davis showing off those tiptoes. So ballerina around the sideline and around the baseline. So these are the things you got to look for, like, you know, the, the silver lining in these things, uh, because I think there were a couple of really good things that happened that got overshadowed by a lot of really bad things that happened. Um, but like I'm saying, this really just means that the bills offense doesn't might not match up that well against the Steelers defense. And this is kind of difficult to, to hear or to say maybe because, you know, the Steelers are a team that we're probably going to maybe face in the playoffs. 
So you don't want their defense to be a complete mismatch for the Bills offense. You know, there's ways we can game plan against it. We can beat it. We've been beating the Steelers these last couple of years, um, and they got the best of us in week one. I think the Steelers caught us at a good time. Defenses win games in week one. Uh, and the defense of the Steelers was just a little bit better than the defense of the Bills on Sunday. So I think that's kind of where the game kind of even like kind of unevened out into the Steelers, uh into the Steelers' favor. You know, and 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 you can't forget, you know, like Mel- Melvin Ingram was an absolute monster. I saw a clip of like six separate pass rushes by Melvin Ingram, and he was just a maniac. He looked like a a daredevil, like just running around, just like it didn't even seem like he knew where he was going to go before he, he the the ball was snapped. He would just find a hole, he'd run to it, and or and he, even if he didn't find a hole, he would just run through the the Deion Dawkins or John Feliciano and and make them look like revolving doors. It was pretty brutal to watch and watch, and obviously T.J. Watt's a problem. But speaking of problem, what was wrong with the offensive line? It seemed like if anyone didn't show up to the play, it was the Bills' offensive line. Josh was running for his life on most plays, and from personal experience, it's really hard to be effective when the defense is in your face. You know, effortlessly, the defense is in your face. They're always it's they're, they're not even calling blitzes, and they're all, always up in your face. You know, so I don't really blame Josh. You know, yes, Josh had some questionable decisions, some bad misses and some costly and a costly fumble, but it's really difficult for me to put even a little bit of blame on him for this game. Um, He was under pressure far too much. No quarterback should have to expect to be effective under that type of pressure. And as much as the defense helped us to stay in the game, you know, we saw a similar third quarter collapse offensively and defensively that ended up costing us the game. This is what I talked about last weekend. I don't want to see, you know, this Brian Dable collapse in the third quarter. And it ended up being just an, a, a complete collapse by the Bills in general. Uh, you know, we, we, we cannot be coming out of the locker room and just blowing games like that. That's how you lose games. You have to win each quarter. And if you don't win each quarter, you have to be at least in each quarter because it didn't even look like we were in the third quarter. And then we got into the fourth quarter and we didn't look like we were in it then either. Like I'm, I, 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 I cannot, I cannot see the third quarter collapse anymore because that is this type of stuff that grinds my gears. Like we can start off so hot. We can start as good as we want in the first and second quarter. But when we aren't playing well in the third quarter and the other team comes roaring back, who cares what we did in the first and second now it becomes a one-quarter game, and no fan, no player, no coach wants to get into a one-quarter game against teams that they should probably be beating. So this game is behind us now. You know, all you can do is learn and grow from a loss. You have to get better, and I have full faith in this team, this coaching staff, to bounce back in a big way against Miami. So yes, you know, I might sound like I'm a little bit fired up right now just thinking about that game. But all in all, I feel like I have kept a pretty, you know, even mindset on this. I think that it's important to keep an even mindset on this, you know, stay even keel, not try and get too emotional about it because yes, like I said, it's just week 1. 
you know, this is, if, if anything, this is the best time to find out about some of our weaknesses because we have ample time to fix those weaknesses, um, you know, pinpoint certain things and get better at very specific things that will then make the entire team better for the rest of the season. So I think that this might, this loss might be a blessing in disguise, losing to a decent team. It's not like we lost to the Jets. It's not like we lost to the Jaguars or the Texans. The Texans, Tyrod Taylor played awesome. Texans looked way better than I thought they'd be. Um, but that's besides the point. Buffalo is going to be, Buffalo is going to be all right. So trust me when I say that. No, I'm not always right, but I think that I'm right about this one. Um, I, I just find it very hard to believe that a team that so many people, not only Bills fans, but so many people were so high on going into the season is going to just be complete garbage now. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't think that the pieces even add up to that. They, they, they way surpass that. You know, I think that this Bills team is going to be great this year. Um, and, 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 a, and, a, and a week one stumble is not going to stop this team from anything. So let's move on to talking about Miami. So we are on to week two. Yay. Thank you. Thank goodness. I've been looking forward to this game since about 4.30 on Sunday. <laughs> the second the game ended, I've been looking towards this Miami game. Uh, so this week, Daddy Allen heads home to feed the kids. Uh, and I think you know what I'm expecting this week. And yeah, it's a Bills W and it's a Bills by a billion. Um, but I don't know about if it's going to be a billion. But um, shout out Brother Bill on that one. Uh, Got to give him his credit there. I don't necessarily think that this game is going to be a murder by any means um, because I think that similarly, like going up against Mike Tomlin defenses and teams, going up against a Brian Flores defense and their team, they always, besides the Week 17, just brutal beatdown, um, I think they always come out to play and they, they, they always make it, you know, at least a game, uh, at least a game into the fourth quarter and then the Bills might pull away. I think the way this goes – the Bills are going to get out in front, and they're never going to lose the lead. Uh, Josh and company will come in with something to prove after a lackluster offensive day, uh, but this can only happen if the Bills' front line can be serviceable at worst. They were bad last week. They were not serviceable last week. They were bad. They were terrible. But it's week one, and they got thrown in front of a top three defense in week one. If there's any excuse on planet Earth for the Bills' front five, I can accept that one. And that's it because they played bad, but they played a really, really good defense and a really good defensive line. So not going to hold it to them just yet. Not going to get on them just yet. So let's go into my keys to victory for this game. Let's get the offense rolling through Josh, uh, but don't force it. You know, allowing the running game to get going on opportune downs. No more of this second and 12, second and 10 running plays that get nowhere, get us like two yards, put us at third and eight or third and 10. I, I, I hate that. I, I, I was, I was, I swear I was, I was like growing ulcers watching this game and watching the coaching. I think that the play calling was terrible. Uh, when, when we're trying to, to, why are we trying to find the run on all of these bad running downs? You know, like, I don't think that second and 10, is a very good running down. I think that first and 10 is a good running down. I think that second and six is a good running down, but 
when when it's second and 10, second and 12, what are we doing giving Singletary the ball to give him four yards and then Josh on third and eight can't find anything open or he's got TJ Watt breathing down his neck and we go three and out. Like that's not really giving the running game a fair shot. So I would like to see running plays happening on opportune downs for the running backs. You know, Zach Moss, who will most likely be back for week two, and Devin Singletary need a real shot. And also maybe, you know, the offensive line could be a little bit better. That might give them a better, better opportunity. But also Devin Singletary didn't really play that bad against the Steelers. So I don't know. I just think that the Bills need to give their running backs the best opportunities that they can. They need to give all their their players the best opportunities that, that they can. And I don't think that that was what was happening versus the Steelers in week one. So, you know, run it on first every once in a while, keep the defense guessing, and then allow Josh to make the plays with his arm and his legs. If the defense is guessing on Josh, nine to nine and a half times out of 10, they'll be wrong. No, I think that Josh Allen's one of those guys. He's got that X factor about him. He He's just different. You know, like you can't really game plan for him because once you get him out of the pocket, anything can happen. You know, even Sean McDermott doesn't know what's going to happen once you get Josh Allen rolling outside of the pocket. He's just kind of a magician like that. So I think that that's where we can, we can win this game. So if we get the defense, you know, kind of on their heels, get them guessing, and then Josh Allen can pick them apart from there. Next up. Offensive line must play better, period. I don't have to say anything else about this offensive line. I expect way more. Excuse me. I expect way more from Deion Dawkins. I expect way more from John Feliciano. Cody Ford, I want to see him shine a little more. Daryl Williams, I expect a little more out of, you know, it just seemed like everybody was getting beat. Uh, It didn't matter who you were, what your name was. TJ Watt and Melvin Ingram were taking your life. Um, so we need to be better. The Dolphins defensive line is not as good as the Steelers. So hopefully the Bills offensive line can, you know, gain some confidence in this game. On to key number three. Defense, keep doing your thing and stay consistent. The defense looks good thus far in totality. In my opinion, they need to make more plays on the ball, force some more turnovers in my opinion. Uh, but the Bills can really, you know, the Bills can really benefit from interceptions and fumbles against a QB like Tua, who I think will have a really difficult day throwing the ball against this Bills defense. I think that this Bills defensive line should have a good day. I think they're going to get to Tua, get in his head. I think that Tua is going to throw two, three picks. Um, and I think this will be, you know, huge momentum, tide turning picks that will lead to Bills scores. And that's what we need to do. We need to turn turnovers into points. And that's how good teams win. Turn defense into offense. So here's my last key to victory in this game. Coaching has to be better. Better decision-making on fourth and shorts. Kick field goals at the right times. Don't leave points on the field. Um, We we did it too often against Pittsburgh. And I'm going to go back to the better decision-making on fourth and shorts. Oh my God. And I had to talk about this play because, you know, it it was really getting, I think every single night before I went to bed, I had nightmares. I had like mini nightmares about this play. What was that terrible backwards pass play that Dable drew up 
that looked like it was something out of like a, a peewee football playbook. Like that was one of the most despicable plays that I've ever seen. I would just run the ball up the <laughs> run the ball up the middle. Like that's a that's a better play than that. Or get Josh the ball and have him make a decision on RPO, uh, a, a normal passing play out of shotgun. You know, you can empty the set, dude. I don't care, but don't ever run that play again. That was just bound to not work. Steelers sniffed that out from the start. And yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. Better, better play calling has to be, has to be a, a focal point for the bills. You know, there, there are a lot of things that they need to do better. Uh, there are a lot of things that they hopefully can keep up. You know, I think like the defense, I think the defense played really well. Uh, for about 75% of that game. Um, and it was just that 25% of the game while we, we, while we weren't scoring on offense where the defense also wasn't playing very well that, you know, it kind of, then the game moved into the Steelers favor, but that's all I got. Let me get a score prediction for you guys though. I am going to go out and say the bills will win this game. We're going to go to Miami put up 31 on them. And I think that the dolphins only score 20. So we win by 11. I think that the, that Josh Allen and this team find their sea legs here. They, they, they build some confidence going into a game against another pretty difficult defense in the Washington football team. Uh, I think confidence and a one and one record will be very nice for this bills team. I'm going to go back home and hopefully take down a Tyler Heineke led Washington football team, but let's not look too far into the future. Let's focus on this Dolphins game. So yes, 31 to 20 Bills win is my prediction. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to me talk your ears off for the last 20 or so minutes. Um, I love being able to come here, talk about how I think this game's going to go, talk a little bit about you know the previous game. I really wanted to come here and talk some, talk some shit about Juju or talk some shit about uh, Big Ben, uh, but they got the best of us. So we got to lose with some respect, lose with some dignity. Uh, we move on to week two, Miami first Buffalo in Miami. I know the Miami bills backers will be all out. So I'm excited to get this one up on, on the TV. Sadly. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell in my voice, I am a little sick. I did test positive for COVID, uh, which is a little bit unfortunate. I'm doing fine. I, don't really feel too sick. So that's good. Hopefully it stays that way. Um, but yeah, so I will be watching alone <laughs> in quarantine, but I will be all over Twitter. I will be live tweeting. I will be live on Instagram stories on uh, Instagram on the built in Buffalo IG. So check us out there. If you can't stay up to date with the game next to a TV or at a bar or with friends um, and you got your phone or you're at work and you need some quick updates, we are all over it on game day. So Make sure you check us out on game day. Um, but if you guys are going to the game, if you are doing something fun for the game, please have an amazing time. Stay safe. Um, and as always, go Bills. And I'll see you all later. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Bills in Buffalo Podcast Network. Chased and throwing. Oh, and it is. Oh, come on.
That's Stefan Diggs, the sliding grab for the touchdown.